0: Hey guys, just a quick content note ahead of today's episode. Today's book had a lot of discussion of childhood cancer and other illnesses, so I don't think our discussion gets too heavy, but if that's a difficult topic for you, this might be an episode to skip. We hope the rest of you enjoy the episode, and we'll be back after a short hiatus with Claudia and the Genius of Elm Street. Podcast at Dawn's House because what the world needs most right now is a podcast about the Babysitters Club. I'm Esther. I'm Karen. And I'm Aoife. And we, for the second time only, are face to face all in the same room together. And it's deeply weird. Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: no, I mean, we have been face to face in the same room together a lot in our lives. Our, yes. But, you know, second time while recording ourselves for the purposes of this podcast. Yes. Thank you for that clarification. No worries. This Always here to be pedantic and nitpicky. This will be
3: either a lot more or a lot less editing for Esther in the final analysis. <laughs> Let's
0: find it. <out. laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, today we're talking about Jessie's Wish, which is Babysitter's Club number 48. Uh, did you guys read this as kids? No.
2: Nope.
0: I didn't. Um, I remember. I remember being in like fourth class and I had read some Babysitter's Club books and I saw that the big girls in fifth class were reading one. And I was like, oh, wow, this could be like an inn. I could like hang out with them if we have a shared interest. So I came over and said, oh, yeah, you're reading The Babysitter's Club. Which one is it? And one of the meanest big girls went, it's Jessie's wish. Okay, now
3: leave us alone. And I went away. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> oh my god. Who is she? Let's Google her. Let's put her on Facebook and see what Ooh, she's up to. Yes.
0: her <laughs> baby yes. Esther. I know. Yeah. So that's my Jessie's Wish-related trauma. Yeah, and that's fair. I, I did not read the book.
2: Right. Why are um, kids so unnecessarily mean? I know. They're just the worst. Um, I'm she's
0: currently particularly hosting Esther's laptop. Nice, like, which,
3: which is, is a just the worst. Mac.
2: Yes, I know. It's a terrible ordeal and I hope you'll pull through. Yeah, I, I don't know, Esther. you have to make it up to me. I'm so sorry. The thing to close a window is at the other side. Cope. Uh, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> right. There's somewhere there's an article called Mac Tips for Windows Switchers. <laughs> i you, you couldn't have done that before we recorded I didn't know you were going to make Karen use a Mac.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's on me. Um, anyway, okay. our American cover... Um, for the first time in a little while is actually a scene from the book. Yeah. Hodges
3: Swallow is back off his holiday.
0: Yes, exactly. They're no longer just harvesting things from the calendar. Uh we've got Jesse and Becca and Danielle and Mr. Toes on the cover. Mr. Um, um, toes. I do love that he got Mr. Toes in here. Like clearly yeah. Hodges actually read the book for once, or somebody who read the book gave him detailed notes and mm-hmm. he acted on them. Um It's fine. Um, Becca looks a little bit like she's trying to mind control Danielle. She has a, <laughs> sort of a very fixed stare and is kind of holding her wrist
3: in a very intentional manner. Mm-hmm. I would um, say that Becca's posture makes most sense if she has just passed an unpredictable kitten of her own to a guest who has not met the kitten before) <laughs> Um, and she's like, oh, God, that cat might be about to claw you. <laughs> That's actually fair. Um, yeah. But in fact, um, Danielle, who is holding the cat, is the owner of the cat. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah, that <Becca laughs> actually looks like me. If I were, like, letting Thea pet a cat, like, she's just poised, ready to grab back either the hand or the cat at a moment's notice.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm. This intense stare of I must be aware of any potential mm. issue here and grab before it happens. Exactly. <laughs>
3: Also, Jessie is a college student.
2: Yes, Jessie is a college student
3: who's having a great time. She's a graduate student. Mm -hmm. She is. (laughs) Have you noticed, is it just my, like, phone or something, but her teeth are, like, unnaturally gleaming? Yes, they are the brightest thing
0: on the page. They are brighter than the white background around the cover image. They're, Uh like,
3: she's had her teeth whitened, I think. Actually, her face has changed significantly between the version I'm looking at and the version you have.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. Got the, we have different editions. Like, yeah. She looks this... much
3: older in this one.
2: Oh, yeah. She does. And she's got different
0: hair. Okay, so yeah. Oh, on Jessie. the Apple Books version of this cover, Jessie is, let's say, 22 and maybe a TA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on the version, the the other version that we're looking at, Jessie is looking like a well-preserved 45 from where I'm sitting.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I I don't know. Um, are she, her earrings have also changed significantly. So um, yeah, this has been very slightly
0: repainted at some point.
2: Yeah,
3: for they, reasons unknown.
0: They yeah.
2: didn't do any mod fashion updates, which they usually do for these kind of things, like update the, the yeah style. the fashion.
3: It's probably the hair. It's probably the hairstyle. Yeah, possibly.
2: Yeah, she has a very sort of eighties looking
0: fringe thing going on in one version, and just a ponytail in the other version, mm. or just a bun. Yeah um and well, then our uk version is open in the other tab if you can handle the trauma of clicking over to the other tab on the left
1: thank you
3: for that clarification <laughs> <laughs> how do i scroll down do you want to explain that to me as well two Actually, two. <laughs> okay i've got it there okay this is a bad cover <laughs> oh no oh my god yeah so, Karen you want to talk us through this <laughs> um, well okay uh, Danielle is basically like accurately described as far as it goes um, from the book um, Jessie is seated and Danielle is kind of um, uh, hugging her from behind slash and got her in a headlock slash got her in a headlock and is um, Danielle is uh, has handed her a Mickey a picture of Mickey Mouse um, and Jessie is looking at Danielle in a way which I think is probably an attempt at a sort of, you know, concern and sympathy, mm-hmm. but actually looks like, get this fucking child.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's the way her lips are pressed together. It looks like she's suppressing the urge to yell fuck off. She, yeah.
3: she looks like she did not agree to babysitting this or any child at any point and is very <laughs> resentful of this scenario yes. that she finds herself in now, which it's is a it's not a good look for any Babysitters Club book, but it's really particularly bad for this one. Yeah, <laughs> and where uh, Danielle has just got a you know a, a tired smile on her face and is like perfectly happy and doesn't know she's just not getting these resentful vibes that are coming off Jessie. Yeah, no, she's
2: blissfully ignorant of that.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jessie's holding a pen and looks like she's about to give the Mickey Mouse pay pe- a picture a zero. <laughs> Like, F. Do better.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jessie is hoping to be a teacher at
3: Falney and she's practicing by critiquing this kid's art. Uh, this is making me nervous just looking at it. <laughs> can we move on? Yes, you can put the laptop away now.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I think my vote goes to one or other of the Hodges versions. Cause, Cause Hodges wins. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah the, the vibes are not good.
2: unsettling facial expression. <laughs>
0: yeah
3: oh my god that's a needle yeah <laughs> just what you need fine needle or so- oh sewing needle that's a cool. sewing needle sewing. oh cool okay just on my floor where I recently had eight children in this room
2: and you look none of them got stopped with it you win
3: uh th- thanks for interpreting it in that way
2: <laughs> interlude Well, Karen puts the needle away somewhere safe why oh, you gotta do these things hey look better a needle than the entire box of staples the one year old was grabbing very true <laughs> I'm very
3: happy without these interludes. Indeed.
2: Recording the
3: podcast. Yes. The needle has been sequestered.
0: Hooray! Okay, excellent. All right, so we start in chapter one. Um, This book, I'm just going to say ahead of time, goes really hard on the like, introducing everything in extreme detail. Oh my God. Uh, It's like three full chapters of introduction. So it was 25% of the book by the time it was finished. Yep. I can believe that. Um, yeah, Jesse is looking after Squirt and Becca. She tells us all about their entire life story. Um, the only important thing in chapter one is that um Becca is in something called the Kids Can Do Anything Club at school, which is a sort of after school group where they do various like worthy community action. Um they cleaned up the trash so the mayor could put a park in the spot. They collected food for people who wouldn't have had it Thanksgiving otherwise. And now they're working on a toy drive. The impression I'm getting is that Stony Brook has like zero social safety net. All the public funding went to the community centre. And <laughs> local groups are having
3: to pick up the slack. I am? Both? Yeah. I'm impressed at the, um, like, they cleared a vacant lot.
2: I was going like, to say, did they get a JCB? <laughs> like, yeah, like... <clears throat> what? How much rubbish was there in there? Like, if it was enough that a bunch of elementary schoolers could reasonably pick it up, then why did they have to do that? Surely it wouldn't have been that much work for the council to do it.
0: Yeah. Like, I feel like it would have taken two guys an afternoon. Like, like the mayor
2: is going to spend an awful lot more money putting the park in there. Probably that could have unfolded into the goddamn cost.
0: Yes. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so Becca comes home from her kids club meeting. And she's very upset because the club is run by two teachers and one of the teachers is going out of town for contrived plot reasons she's going a long way away for an unspecified amount of time and they're
3: not sure if the club can keep going i'm suspicious of that i think they are covering up something we don't Mm. know what it is um
0: yes mrs simon's husband is going on a really long trip and she decided to go with him so she has to leave school for a while i think she's going to jail
3: that's what i'm thinking yeah yeah like you don't just get to do that yeah like Maybe she, um, really, as a teacher, embezzled the funds for the park cleanup, Oh that's uh-huh. like... I, I'm sorry. I know that I'm predictable. My first thought is always who's embezzling. But no, it just, sometimes your like, thought
0: is who's swingy. Yes.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of like <laughs> the parents, the adults in this town are involved in one of two activities. Yes. Yes. At all times.
2: <laughs> Look, it is predictable, but we do love you for it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you also do it as well. I do. Um, yeah. No, but there was a bit at the end, which I'm going to spoiler now, where um uh jesse says oh yeah um you know she's actually back in town but she she's decided to hold off on coming back to the group for a little while (laughs) what What? what's happening here um i i the only thing that made sense to me is that um jesse is always a little bit exact she's quite precise in the way she describes things so maybe she's noticed this and she's gonna call it out (laughs) she doesn't know what's going on but Um, there's
2: something something
3: is going on yeah mrs simon is not
0: telling us everything um so also Becca is upset because the kids had this toy drive to give toys to the sick kids in the hospital. And one of the sick kids in the hospital is a girl from Vanessa's grade at school who's got leukemia. And Becca is very upset at the idea of this. And so Jesse tells her that, like, yeah, that sucks, but you know, lots of kids get better and it'll probably be fine. And don't worry, Becca,
2: you probably won't get leukemia. Also, Jessie knows a lot about what leukaemia is. It's cancer of the blood, sort of. I mean, I think it's cancer of the things in your body that form blood. I knew a lot about, like, medical stuff at 11. I don't think I knew that. Mm. Jessie is the smart one. That's true, she is. She is, the
3: unacknowledged smart one. She's the unacknowledged smart (laughs) one. The actual brains of the operation. (laughs) She is. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Yes, she's 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 quite matter of fact here. <laughs> um, yeah, she's like, it might be fine. And you probably won't get it. So it's grand. I hate to say that my reaction to this was when Jessie said, Ah, oh, you probably won't get cancer, I was like, oh, one one in three, but you yeah. <laughs> know. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, we know she means right now, yes. <laughs> immediately in, but you
0: know while no. you're a child jesse's yeah. not going to pull out the actuarial tables and
3: like, figure out the odds well, well the if anyone's going to do it it'll
2: be jesse yes. before the end of your life you will have huh? yeah. yeah it's quite possible <laughs> Quite possible but probably not when you're seven mm. or eight or whatever age back is
3: i uh do remember yeah a guy in my class in hong kong um was a leukemia survivor um and uh, i believe he's doing fine now so oh, that's good, good for him, for him. yeah, yeah i mm. my. Uh, Girl in my
2: class in secondary school.
3: Same. Okay. No, pretty good ratio. Right? Uh, there you go. Yeah. As Jesse says, <laughs> it'll
2: be, probably be fine. <laughs> you can cure all sorts of things these days. Sure, don't worry about cancer. Sure. It'll it be grand. A, yeah. To be fair, imagine me 11 and trying to reassure a younger child about that. Like, oh, God. <laughs> that's yes. A lot of pressure.
0: Okay. Jesse does a non terrible job of this, but yeah. also. Anne is not really interested in drilling down into the
3: details here. No, no. I, I don't know how you would handle this. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Next chapter, Jessie tells us her thoughts on friendship and best friends, and how sometimes you're like your best friend, and sometimes you're unlike your best friend. So she runs through all the things that she and Mallory have in common and not in common. Hilariously, their main thing in common is horse books, obviously. And she tells us that they love Marguerite Henry and they even read Brighty of the Grand Canyon despite the fact that it's about a mule, not a horse.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which is just fundamentally
0: different. Yeah. On a literary (laughs) level, you guys. Mule books are a totally different genre, but they thought they had to branch out.
3: (laughs) Anne is like, We'll discuss every children's book in extreme detail and then we'll make up some crap when it comes to like I don't know, kids other kids' media.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's fine. Leave it to Beaver, for whatever. <laughs> she does also shout out Tom's Midnight Garden,
2: which fucking slaps. So. And the Green Notebooks, which also fucking slap. Yeah. The recommendations are good and she's right. Time travel is always fascinating and mysterious. I actually prefer the Green Notebooks to Tom's Midnight Garden. I have not read the Green Notebooks this <laughs> my brother got like a set of books when we were younger and he got that and i just basically stole the first of the the green notebooks off and we read it and then read all the sequels from the library so good oh. I, I would read it right now if you handed it to me <laughs> right now it was that good no we're in the middle of recording a podcast oh, you're not I allowed to read <laughs> the green notebook okay fine uh, there's also a scene much later
3: on where um charlotte and becca are walking into a room and one of them is recommending a kid's book to the other one and it's like you have to read it Otherwise, it's, you're going to be missing out. The Holocaust book by Lois
0: Lowry. That was oh, the only Lois Lowry book anyone ever gave me. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, yes. Then the other main difference is that um, Jessie wants to be a dancer. Mallory wants to be a children's author. Mallory feels insecure about her appearance. Jessie doesn't worry about her appearance because, as long as she has the body of a ballerina, she's doing fine. Sit in her basement. <laughs> <laughs>
3: sorry yeah no i had that highlighted as well
2: that's yeah. less upsetting than any of the actual <laughs> Quite yeah. Yeah. Yes. like oh man what book was that i read one of the like spin-offs of the dicey song and all those those books one of the spin-off books that was about like a, a black family in the same area oh yeah and one of them was a little black girl who did ballet mm-hmm. she reminded me of Jessie. but like one of the kind of things that was happening in the book was that she had puberty and her body was changing. Yes. And she mm-hmm. did not have that little stick thin little dancy girl figure of the kids in her class. And like, yeah, that's all I could think of when I read that. It was yeah. like, you're 11. Things change sometimes. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Not in Stony Brook, they don't. No, no, it's true. It's Stony Brook, you're fine. But uh, yeah, no, that, that, that book always made me think of Jessie. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, actually. I never pieced that together. Um, I did. I love that series as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah get the Tiller one's Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, yes, today Mallory's hair is too red rather than being chestnut brown. And the pikes are so strict they won't even let her get a nose job. <laughs> <It's> so cruel. <laughs> um, so, yes, then she tells us about everyone else in the club. Um, incredibly vague description of Mrs. Thomas, successful career woman. Mrs. Thomas got a good job at a company in Stamford. I'm not sure what she does, but I know she's considered very important in the
3: business. There you go. Then has she had a job previously? Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, she was yeah. supporting the whole family yeah. single-handedly. But I most of what we've seen her do since she married Watson is buy wall sconces. But well, that's also mostly what we've
2: seen Watson do. That's true. That's actually, she <laughs> yeah. has a job. So
0: yeah, she is very important in an unspecified industry. Okay, nobody <laughs> knows or cares what that is. Good for her. Um. And then, yes, Jessie tells us all about everyone and then realises that she's been zoned out staring at the kitchen phone for five minutes running through <laughs> all of this in her head while she intended to call Mallory.
2: Oh, my highlight and this is uh, how uh, Marianne, on the other hand, was born to her mom and her dad. Uh,
1: yes, <laughs> like, as kids typically
0: are.
2: As to what? I think she means as opposed to Emily Michelle being adopted. Maybe. I don't know, because the last thing before it is the dog, cat, and goldfish. So yeah. <laughs> I like genuinely it's as opposed to what. Like I'm just it's not the best segue. Thing. No, it's no. it's not. That that is um hasty hastily written and unedited.
3: Yeah. Something I noticed in this, um, which I realise I have been subconsciously noting in previous versions, is that um the uh description of christy's family when you get to and then there's a dog and a cat and a goldfish often ends in few um <laughs> yep. and this one there's so much description that there is a second paragraph that ends in few <laughs> so this is a too few chapter wow oh we need to start tracking this um but i i know i am absolutely positive that we get that at no, least once right. in all of the descriptive paragraphs because it's like oh my god we have to have half a novel before we can get to the plot.
0: Well, yes, Jesse. no one is forcing you to do three chapters worth of exposition here.
3: Well, Scholastic apparently is (laughs) forcing her.
0: So yeah, the next chapter, she finally goes to a babysitter's club meeting. She tells us all about the babysitter's club and the plot starts happening. She announces that Mrs. Simon is leaving the kids club and she's thinking of volunteering to take over. And uh, actually, they could turn this into a whole thing and the babysitters could all go do volunteer work. Um she then panics and is afraid that Christie might murder her for suggesting this. But uh Yeah, fair. <laughs> Christy is
3: um surprisingly on board with it. So um Well it's <laughs> Christy's like oh my god this is the best idea ever everybody must immediately go and volunteer <laughs> and Jessie ends with wow I had sent us on a mission it was like Jesse, you got your thunder stolen <laughs> I think Jessie's original plan as I interpreted it was um, just for her to do some volunteering um, and yeah. then Christy was like everybody will do community service immediately <laughs> um, but I, I skimmed this really fast I'm not going to lie yeah. so I, I think you guys may have more of a hand no
0: I think everyone's. it kind of was and no, no no she does float the idea that the others could do it i think mm-hmm.
2: we could do some volunteering and then christy goes right we're shutting this business down doing nothing but yeah. i mean i don't know if suddenly christy's heard corporate social responsibility or whatever yeah. <laughs> and christy has
0: also decided that she has so many talents it's going to be quite hard to pick just one to volunteer <laughs> with.
3: um i i like how somebody at some point raises the um idea of like but we like we have this club and we have a lot of clients who are quite used to like what's going to happen to the club in the interim while we're all volunteering and Christy's kind of like mm, we'll think of something and then it just never gets addressed yeah, again nobody just, just no really, needs a babysitter Logan
2: for, and Shannon can deal it's yeah. fine oh yeah, yeah, whereas, oh yeah we're fine with it <laughs> whereas previously like Christy has had a meltdown about like you know the slightest address but we can't let our clients down now she's just like no, that's fine
0: yeah remember when Mallory way. needed like a couple of weeks of lighter duties to work on a writing project <laughs> <laughs> it was the end of the fucking world <laughs> No, partly
3: that was mm. Mallory.
2: That was like Mallory.
3: That's catastrophizing. Yes. <laughs> <But yeah. laughs> also, Jessie is Christie's protege.
2: Well, yes.
0: <laughs> she, is, she is her anointed successor. Yes. Jessie can get away with these things. So, um, <laughs> yes, next chapter she goes to the elementary school, introduces herself to Mr. Katz, and volunteers to take over temporarily for Miss Simon.
2: Um, Which, you know, I'm sure will be somewhat helpful. But, um, from a, like, legal child protection standpoint, (laughs) it's just another very young child for Mr. Katz to supervise.
0: Yep. Well, it's okay. Child
3: protection hasn't been invented yet. And, like, in this town, you know, when she walks into the room and introduces herself, he's like, oh, you're a babysitter, aren't you? (laughs) I've (laughs) heard about you. Their reputation actually does proceed. It does. (laughs) (laughs) The whole town, maybe Christy is right to be worried you know, the whole place will just stop functioning if they decide to go but off. The
2: adults are just going to have to forego the orgies for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> How will they manage? What will happen to the economy? <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely
3: loop based <laughs> Oh, my gosh.
0: Okay, yeah. This is no canon. Um, so... The babysitters get together to talk about their volunteering plans. Um, Christy says that she thought about doing tutoring or teaching or being a big sister. But then she decides to volunteer at a local daycare uh, for kids whose parents
3: work. Dun, dun, dun. Don't their parents know that the Babysitter's Club
0: exists? Dawn is going to work at something called the Baker Institute in Stamford for kids with
3: physical disabilities. I bet that was not the phrase that they used in the original book.
0: I bet you're right. (laughs) Um, So, um, yes, she mentions that they have stuff like cerebral palsy and muscular dystrophy and stuff. And Jessie wants to ask what muscular dystrophy is. But the conversation has moved on and there's no time.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Luckily we find out later.
0: Yeah, Stacy is gonna be a diabetes mentor to some small kids. That's
1: actually like yeah. She should
2: just keep that up. That's pretty really sure. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh Claudia is obviously going to help out at an art class at the community centre. I can't believe the community centre is relying on volunteer work when they get like all of the public funding in the town. I'm like, no, right. It's very cheeky that they're not like paying
3: Claudia. I bet the fire service is all volunteer as well. Probably, mm-hmm. yes. And as for the Coast Guard... <laughs> it it's the Pikes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Marianne is going to be helping out with a kid with a brain injury who has never been heard of before and will presumably never be heard of again.
3: Yeah. What? Like The way this is explained is, oh, the parents really need um, some additional support. I'm like, oh, yeah, I fully believe that, but... Um, What's going to happen when the babysitters stop volunteering? <laughs>
2: yeah, it's been a month. <laughs> Bye. Good luck. Maybe yeah. they're just going to then resume paying the person who does this the rest of the time. Let's hope that's it. Yeah, it it is. It is babysitting.
3: And it is quite similar to other types of like babysitting for kids with additional needs that they have done before. So, yeah, it is. It's a little bit hard to understand how this fits into the whole. Yeah, I think she's just
0: babysitting, but for free this time. Yeah, it's, it's a bit. It's a bit of a cop out. Okay, Mallory is helping out at something we've actually seen before, which is like, yeah, a weird amorphous recreation program at the park that kids can drift in and out of. Yeah, uh, which Karen got a lifetime baton from.
2: To be honest, that's actually a really cool thing. Like, I would love if there was something like that in the park. Department. Yes, yeah. It's, I, I mean, we don't have the weather for it, but you know, hypothetically, it's a really cool thing. It yeah. is very cool. That's where the rest of the money goes.
0: That's what everyone is doing. Um, They come up with a loose arrangement for who's going to answer the phone when people are volunteering. They'll sort of turn up as and when they're available. Logan and Shannon can take on everybody's jobs and it's fine. It's the babysitter's
3: fight protocol. (laughs) Yes. It's what happens when they're all not speaking to each other. (laughs) So They they have done this before. That's true. (laughs) Except this time it's just not acrimonious. Yes. (laughs)
0: Uh, Next chapter, Jesse is... At a kids' club meeting, Um, finally, we're like a quarter of the way through the book, (laughs) Um, there is various chaos. It's not solely Pike bullshit this time. Nikki Pike and another boy are throwing a mystery shoe at each other. Um, Nobody knows whose shoe it is. Um, Vanessa Pike and two other girls are cheerleading. Uh, other girls are yelling cowabunga because it's the 90s. Um, Charlotte and Becca are looking at a textbook and <laughs> it's tuning
1: in.
2: I know. <laughs> no, not like I wouldn't have been one of those kids if I were at that club, but oh, yeah. also like describing all this panden- pandemonium and then it's just like, no, they're just kind of quietly reading a textbook. Yeah, it's not even a fun book. It's
3: not even a mule book. It's, it's a, a textbook. textbook. Maybe it's a sex education textbook.
0: Yeah, maybe they've got the dictionary open and they're looking for rude words. <laughs> I really hope it's that. I w-
3: <laughs> we can always hope.
0: <laughs> oh. um, Mr. Katz is unbothered by this and says that the kids are letting off some steam before they start. And Jesse's like, oh, my God, my eyes have been opened. This man is a hero. <laughs> um So he has letters for the club from the kids at the hospital uh, who have written to thank them for the toy drive. Um, Jessie is also blown away by the fact that Mr. Katz lets the kids speak even without, like, raising their hand and waiting to be called on. Uh, Jessie is letting her boomer mindset show a bit. And by Mm. Jessie, I mean Anne.
1: Mm. (laughs) Um,
0: There's a letter from a girl who broke her arm playing football with her brothers and Nicky Pike almost passes out because he's like fully on his Nicky Pike bullshit today. Um, oh, you mean a girl who's playing football? Girls can play football too, said Vanessa. Mr. Mm. Katz ignored this. <laughs> um, then they Nicky, go-, go to the sexism corner. <laughs> like, just My triplet brothers are all there already.
3: <laughs> They're not even in this club.
0: <laughs> they just permanently spend all their school days. Wherever well, so
3: they are, it's the sexism corner. True. <laughs> Don't put Nikki in there with them. That's not gonna help. <laughs> no, no. no.
1: They'll radicalize each other. <laughs> yeah. They
0: get a letter from Danielle saying thank you for the toys and also she's coming back to school and
3: she's very excited. Um It's just occurred to me that it's the sexism corner with Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: They're gonna sit in the corner and eat nothing but red meat
3: <laughs> <laughs> and go cold jerky off their medications oh, like a no. bunch of jumps. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I interrupted an important plot development there to rag on Jordan Peterson.
2: That's <laughs> always acceptable. You know we, that. We can interrupt anything we like at any time to rag on Jordan. You can interrupt my funeral to rag on Jordan Peterson. You can just run up there and grab the mic from the officiant. I will be fine with this.
3: We will. <laughs> You're going to sit up in your coffin and go, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah.
2: We'll be like, yeah, like for wake, but uh, but not with whiskey. I mean the song, not the novel. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so yes Danielle is coming home and she's very excited to come back to school and the kids are also excited everyone's excited um then Vin- Vanessa and Becca want to write to the kids in the hospital for their next project um and they agree that this does sound like a bit more fun than picking up litter um someone called Wendy wants to do
3: arts and crafts but is shouted down <laughs> uh, for having done too many previous occasions of arts and crafts <laughs> She just sounds a little bit like the priest in Father Ted who just wants to try another mask.
2: As <laughs> <laughs> you think about something besides art,
3: and Wendy is like, no, it's in my soul. <laughs> oh, God, she's the Ashley Wyatt of her yes, group. She, <laughs> she should go to Claudia's art class then. She's in the wrong after extracurricular activity.
0: <laughs> she is. So they decide to do the pen pal thing. Nicky Pike is worried that he will be assigned to write letters to a girl. Um, my eyes roll mm. all the way into the back of my head um i like that vanessa is like making fun of them for this though at least it's not going unchallenged every single time um they take fun pictures of themselves uh with a polaroid to send to their pen pals um and then not too many because polaroid film is expensive it's true it is expensive it is (laughs) oh yeah Uh, a boy called Bruce and his friend are writing to a kid with cystic fibrosis and Bruce wonders out loud if you can get better from cystic fibrosis and that's the end of the chapter.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Anne. <laughs> Thank you. So you're making all those kids go ask their parents that, um, Yeah. And like this is before Google, so like the parents, what? A lot of them probably got to safely say, I don't know, honey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. the ones that did know have to go, not really, no. Cool. There was an attempt. It was
0: very half-assed, even by Anne's standards. I think Anne basically, like, looked up what are the names of some sad diseases in the encyclopedia and sprinkled them (laughs) into the book and was like, I don't even need to call my friend Claudia Werner. I'm just going to, like, name check these and call it a day. I think from
2: her thing at the back of the book, a lot of it was based on, like, make a wish requests that she has fulfilled, and she probably didn't do any more research than that. Is... Names of
3: sad diseases filed under S, D, or N in, <laughs> in the Encyclopedia. Diseases, <laughs> sad. Not to them. Um, <laughs> diseases, <Nific. comic> <laughs> gross.
2: <laughs> Ooh, that's the bit that Charlotte and Becca were looking up. That's it. Ooh, and there's also diseases, comma, comical. <laughs> Mr. Katz, what's herpes? <laughs> diseases, comma comical. Oh <laughs> simian
0: foamy virus. <laughs>
3: That's filed under diseases, comma weird. <laughs> or obscure maybe, yeah. very obscure. Shit you're never going to get, but which we- will still preclude you from giving blood in Ireland.
0: <laughs> yep yeah. We're talking about the real issues, you guys. <laughs> the real
3: issues. Nobody else. Why is nobody talking about simian foamy virus, you guys?
0: I can't imagine. <laughs> Please donate to our fundraiser for simian foamy virus. <laughs> so next chapter, uh, Christy is hanging out at the
3: <laughs> Sorry, second. I came back round again. <laughs> okay, gonna... I'm going to stop giggling in a second.
0: <laughs> it's a lot harder to edit out people's hysterics when we record this. <laughs> I <time.
3: laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to drink some water.
0: Take a minute. Karen. <laughs> there's nothing funny about simian foamy virus.
3: <laughs> You're me spit water all over this carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just go do a tech thing.
2: Just turn all notification sounds? Yeah. yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Go away. Oh, I also okay. don't know anything about Simeon's bobby bars, so I'm on Wikipedia looking for blood
3: <laughs> 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 It's why Esther can't give blood. Yeah, yes. I get that. I got
2: Kind of I, the Viking macaques do, uh, do not, to my knowledge, have simian foamy virus. No. I just could. I mean, to be fair, going by the reading of that, um, yeah, that seems likely. Uh, does it even say humans can get it? It's never been documented. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of the impression I'm getting from a really quick skim of yeah. Wikipedia. They just think it might be somehow connected to HIV. So they're, um, yeah, hmm. just. Ireland and Beard Canada is. are the only countries that care about this. Fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Hey, there's this disease that humans can't get, but it might be genetically related to another disease that humans can get. So, no. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Do you guys need a minute to research for some the virus? No, I'm done. That's all. I'm going to take a deep dive. We, we have skimmed Wikipedia. We're done. Okay. <laughs> this is my degree of knowledge on most things, to be fair. That's <laughs> fine. I'll skimmed Wikipedia and finish that.
0: Um, next chapter, Christy is hanging out at the daycare centre um, there are many small children of varying ages so she goes decides to try a bit of everything she goes around from room to room um, she first of all helps with some kids doing homework and there's a boy who asks how to spell Leonardo and Donatello and Christy thinks that he's doing a project on Renaissance art Well, oh, no. yeah, because it's like 1991 mm-hmm. and so Mount Christy has come in in a time machine and I've never heard
3: of the turtles. <laughs> she has a small brother. Um, yeah, and also... Karen, who is approximately the same age as me at this point in time, um, would definitely have been watching it, because I fucking was. I was yes. too. Yeah.
2: I was at the age of the junior babysitters, and I would have been watching it. Like, <laughs> I was coming home, it was on the den at, like, four o'clock or something. It, it sounds more like she's
3: sort of um, hoping that he's writing <laughs> about Renaissance art. I'm like, no, it's fanfic. And and it's, it's obviously showing. fanfic. Um, uh, and then she's, she's amused at this. Yeah, she, yes. she, like, manages to not laugh.
2: But, like, no. it's not uh, and it, my favourite teenage t- Ninja Turtle anecdote or Hero Turtles as we had to call them here, yeah. <laughs> ninjas are bad for kids or something. Ninjas <laughs> are a bad influence. Um, was the time my brother in his sleep yelled out, Leonardo, Donatello, save me. <laughs> oh,
3: you know Raphael and Michelangelo aren't coming.
2: Yeah, no. Because <laughs> Michelangelo is a party dude. Yeah. <laughs> I literally can't remember what Raphael's personality was supposed Raphael to be. Raphael is
3: cool. Oh. cool but rude? Yes. Ruge, 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 Ruge. Ruge. In- increasingly he's um he's he he's turned into an edgelord.
2: Oh no. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Leonardo's personality is the leader. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah, Donatello is He does Brady. machines. Yes. That's okay. a comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're disappointed in you and your general knowledge and lack thereof.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, next of all, the three-year-olds are doing some misguided finger painting, which even the staff agree is a terrible <clears throat> idea because nobody has had any naps. Oh, and there's just paint everywhere. Uh, but also one of the three-year-olds can write her own name and finger paint, which yes.
3: is pretty impressive. That's where well going. Mm-hmm. Now they say somewhere it's three to four-year-olds, but for a four-year-old to be able to write their own name
2: is is like, yeah. And like, I learned to read before I started school. When it came to writing my own name at the, around the same age, I would scatter the letters randomly around the yes, page. Yeah. I did not write them in order. I also decided that an E was a line with a bunch of, uh, was, a, <laughs> was a vertical line with a bunch of horizontal lines coming off it um, all the way down. And an yeah. F was a horizontal line with a bunch of horizontal lines coming off of it halfway down. The number of horizontal lines was entirely arbitrary. Yeah, no,
1: that's
0: what <laughs> I'm Yes, yes. It's like Yes. Anne and on child development? Not one of her strong points. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um. So Christy, Christy gets a lot done. She reads aloud to the five-year-olds. She helps the ten-year-olds make jewellery. She supervises the boys playing football. And then she changes a baby and cuddles her until she falls asleep and decides that babies are the most fun, and that's what she's going to do.
3: Um. Yeah, she uh she finds the baby room and um there are a million babies being fed well there are eight of them um and uh christy could see why another pair of hands was needed without being told she found some washcloths and sponged off sticky faces and hands yeah the reason you don't she wasn't told to do that is because they're still being fed (laughs) (laughs) this is a waste of everyone's time get a spoon and be infants. They just, they they need to get as sticky as possible and you wash them when they stop
2: eating. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. On-the-go cleaning is completely unnecessary.
3: Yeah. Um, also this poor child, um, uh, Joy, has almost no hair, but Christy could tell she was a girl because of the roughly pink band that had been placed around her head.
2: Oh, they were already doing that bullshit back then, were they? Oh, yeah. Babies nowadays
3: wearing those look like their little heads are being squeezed. (laughs) It's just like, just... Maybe put a pink hat on if you are determined. But, like, those, those bands, are, it's like a rubber band. Also, it them. doesn't
0: matter if people can't tell the baby's gender.
3: I, yeah, a baby. I mean, that, that too, but uh, yeah. They're
2: it, basically potatoes. It's fine.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: the baby has no concept of its own gender. It's,
3: it's all with it until it does. It's it fine. It probably has a concept of this thing is hurting my head. <laughs> I think I really hate wearing, like, I, I, I know all about it if I wear a wig for any length of time oh, okay. or like, you know, a I mean, I hope you know about or... it. <laughs> oh God, you guys, I was wearing a wig for like two days last week and I didn't notice. It was really embarrassing. I went down the shops and everything.
0: <laughs> so next chapter, um, Jessie is at another kids club meeting and Danielle arrives. Um, she is looking frail and she is wearing a t-shirt that says, bald is beautiful. And so, obviously, she's Danielle. Um, she is extremely peppy and bouncy and has a winning personality. Jessie says that Danielle does not look wonderful, although she had probably been quite pretty before she got sick. And yes, basically, you know, she looks like a kid who's been ill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third graders are a bit nervous of Danielle because they don't know her. But the fourth and fifth graders are also nervous. and. Jessie is very perturbed by this because they should know Danielle and she doesn't understand what's going on with them. Um, Danielle bless her is just an absolute model invalid throughout <laughs> all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, rather than her feelings being hurt or being upset by this, she decides to do an AMA session with them and tells them that like, it's all fine. They won't catch leukemia off her. Um, Here's what it was like uh, being in the hospital. She's so happy to be back at school. Nikki asks, what's under her headscarf? She says,
3: what's under my scarf? Not much. Everyone gives a big laugh. Um, She makes everybody feel very at ease. Yes. (laughs) Oh, she Um, does.
2: Like few adults would handle this with the composure that she did.
3: Yes. Yeah. Um, I I was thinking about this and going, I, I... I don't know what the correct protocol is, but it does feel like Danielle is having to do a lot of heavy lifting oh, yeah. on yeah. her own, sort of reintroduction back into the school, and like couldn't couldn't someone have helped her? <laughs>
0: You'd think so, yes. Uh, yeah, Mister Katz is just like I'm just going to let them sit around and like bask in the silence until they get over themselves, mm-hmm. and um, that is a way to approach this, but like. Um. Uh, yeah, Danielle is not an entirely realistic portrait of uh-huh.
3: anyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might, if you were very, you know, caffeinated on a given <laughs> day, feel up to this challenge. But yeah, probably not if you're a sick child. No! So like,
2: yeah, I wouldn't feel up to this challenge if I had a bad fucking flu! <laughs> yes. i oh <God>, <laughs> <a> like <light laughs> to have the flu? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I don't even have the flu and I want to slap Esther right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a common reaction to her. <laughs> what I really like I go for what i noticed here is that, um, yeah, Danielle's mom says she has to do all her homework. Cancer isn't an excuse for falling behind. Yeah, fuck off, Danielle's like, mom. Yes, it fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real good excuse. It's the best excuse for, I would sort of expect a kid who'd been out of school enough to like, out of school for chemo with to, to like possibly have to repeat the year that that's absolutely fine. Yeah, what is a good enough excuse to fall behind? Do like, you have to be on fire? Like, do, you, do you actually? Yes. Yeah, I mean, like you just have to be in a coma. Is that it? Because frankly, if that isn't an excuse for missing your homework, I don't know what is. Yeah. Like
3: like poor Stacy in a di- like semi diabetic yeah. coma in the hospital trying to do her French verbs.
2: Yeah. Like, this is uh um, Yeah. I mean, this is bullshit. Do you know what this is? This is that. Fucking American, like bootstraps. Bootstraps work is everything. <laughs> Bullshit yeah. is what that is. And I self care my whole
0: homework. I think Anne thinks that it's comforting that, like, even if you get sick, you can still be productive. I think she's saying this to try and reassure kids that, like, you know, you still you still have your responsibilities. even if you, even if you get sick, so sick kids are just like you, basically. But like. Yeah, it just looks horrifying to us.
2: Do you know, as a kid, when I read this kind of thing, it would make me feel awful because I was like barely dragging myself through getting my homework and my undone schoolwork done every single fucking day. And as far as my undiagnosed little ADHD brain knew, there was literally nothing wrong with me. But children with cancer were expected to do all their homework. (laughs) Oh my God, this kind of shit made me feel awful. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah,
0: but Danielle has no time for negativity. Um, Danielle likes to give herself pep talks that say, you are very strong. You are stronger than leukemia. You will get better.
3: Oh no, she's been reading The Secret. She
0: has been reading The Secret.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I suppose it's, I mean, it's probably more... Like, it, you might at least make yourself feel better. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah <laughs> as opposed it's, to, you will become a millionaire.
2: She's <laughs> not manifesting so much as, like, you know, just trying to, try, try to keep herself focused on the positive possibilities instead of the negative.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: But yes, from Anne's point of view, I think the most important thing about Danielle is that she's never a bummer to be around. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's
2: the crucial thing. Yes.
0: However sick you are, you definitely should not, like, make other people feel
2: a bit bad for you. So, like, it's fine yeah no you you have to just you know be plucky and cheerful at all times and um also do all your homework yeah plucky that's the word (laughs) this is i'm pluckiness so
0: yes danielle has two wishes in life um one is to graduate from fifth grade and go to middle school (laughs) and the other is to go to disney world these are absolutely presented as like of equal magnitude (laughs) yeah i doesn't bother me
3: quite as much like the-
0: <laughs> i just think in the context of Anne's relationship to disney world it's hilarious <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. absolutely
3: <laughs> um but i can i can see like two short-term goals both being pretty you know
0: no that's yeah. fine it's just that, like <laughs> Anne really 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 likes disney world <laughs> i mean we're just
3: lucky that it wasn't she really wants to go to fucking central park and- <laughs> see the museums. I want to eat cannelloni in Greenwich Village <laughs> oh, or <God>. something. <laughs> I want to go to New England and be spooked.
2: <laughs> Aren't they already in New England? Oh yeah, I, I was thinking, you know, when they go to extra New England. Oh yeah. Pure yeah. <laughs> New England. <Yeah>. Newer England. <laughs> Newer Englander. Just England. <laughs> too new, to England. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no. So we cut to Dawn and Marianne's barn uh, where the girls are relaxing and having a sort of informal BSC non-meeting to make up for all the actual meetings they haven't been having. Um, Stacy briefly says that this is the life that she's meant to be a country girl. Ha!
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what Claudia says. Yeah. And Stacey's like, oh yeah, no, never mind. No, I quite like that. That yeah. is definitely Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> like, knows full well what she's saying here. <laughs>
0: They talk about how their volunteer work is going. Stacy's a bit stressed because one of the kids she's mentoring um is having a lot of trouble sticking to her diabetic diet. And Stacy is like sympathizes but hasn't really explained that she sympathizes and Marianne's like yes, maybe you should tell her that you know this is difficult and Stacy's like ooh,
3: mind blown. <laughs>
0: uh, Marianne is sensitive you guys.
3: At least it's not Charlotte Johansson providing this particular <laughs> That's true, yeah. obvious wisdom. Um, I, I think, yeah, sometimes they try to present things as like breakthroughs that are just not quite <laughs>
2: I think, worthy to be of it. fair. When you're talking about a bunch of like kids this age, mm-hmm. for Stacy to be like, Oh, I kind of thought like I had to be this perfect role model and someone else to be going, No, I think maybe you should tell them that this was something you also found hard is yeah. A 13 year old, fair. yeah, yeah. fairly insightful. Yeah. Which means that Charlotte Johansson would never come up with it because Charlotte Johansson doesn't come up with insight, just platitudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it is kind of strange that, like,
3: it didn't occur to Stacey that this experience is something that she herself, you know, yeah. went through fairly recently. <laughs>
2: there was a whole book about it. <laughs> yeah. I um, think it was more, it did, but she didn't. I think maybe she thought she wasn't supposed to admit it be that real mm. uh, yeah she was supposed to be the perfect
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, I kind of see why you know oh, okay sorry to put another way. I believe Stacey may have been given inadequate training in <laughs> this role I <laughs> think that's almost
3: a certainty she's attended the school of life and diabetes for she this has role she's attended that's the school of made. life
2: for 13 years she's yes. good to go as a counsellor <laughs> slash mentor yep <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, Marianne is having a great time looking after Frankie, the little boy with a brain injury, because, again, he's plucky. It's fine. Uh, He smiles even when things are difficult. So that's all right. He's performing disability correctly. And Marianne's having a great time. Mm. Um, Christy says that she loves babies and they're very sweet. And Don says, gag, gag. Oh my God, Don was as bad as the rest of them for like, oh my God, babies. Don, you're a babysitter. Why, why do you suddenly hate babies?
2: Everyone, <laughs> you all love babies. Shut up. Maybe yeah. she was the only one who was put off babies after the baby parade thing. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe that's quite sensibly. She was just like, maybe I'll deal with the twos from now on. <laughs> maybe she and Christy hate each other this week. That could be. Also possible.
0: Be. <laughs> and Jessie might not have noticed because she doesn't know as much about the interpersonal stuff <laughs> between the older girls. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's above her pay grade. Exactly.
0: So Jessie tells everyone about Danielle and how she's great because she has a good sense of humor and she has a sassy t-shirt that says bald is beautiful. And she tells them about Danielle's two wishes. And Marianne tells her about the totally not the Make-A-Wish Foundation. It's something called your wish is my command.
3: I can't believe it's not the Make-A-Wish
0: Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she explains how it works and that they help sick kids do the things that they wish to do. And Jesse talks about how this is a great idea and maybe
2: she should totally do it. And because it's America, it's especially for kids whose illnesses have been expensive for their families. Yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of really
0: depressing stuff about medical costs. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: I mean, I think prepare them It can still be expensive. It can here, but in a different order of magnitude. Yeah, <laughs> different... no, it is
2: the order of magnitude thing. It is the you're pretty much guaranteed to blow through your, the entirety of your savings and um, yep. probably out the other side into debt, mm-hmm. as opposed to oh, that was expensive.
3: The parking fees for this last year have been ridiculous
2: kind of yes. thing. Yeah. Like the parking fees, we had to do XYZ extra bits. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's the tens and hundreds. That's yeah. just all, of thousands. It's automatically that's that's just what it costs. Versus the, you know.
0: Good times. Good times. <laughs> so yes, there's some there's some bleak mentions of expenses oh, yeah. and stuff. Um so Jesse goes home and calls Danielle's parents to discuss this, which is like wouldn't normally be worthy of note, but like nobody ever discusses things with an adult in these books. So yeah. <laughs> kind of impressed. Next chapter, uh, Karen Brewer is in Claudia's art class at the community centre. I kind of love this chapter. It's so ridiculous. Karen just like creates life. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, there's so I think this is, is probably
2: like a chapter from one of the little sister books, but obviously not directly from Karen's point of view. Yeah. I um, could really imagine, because I've read a couple of the little sister books, I could imagine the Karen point of view on this very easily.
3: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, she's bickering with Jackie Radowski, first of all. Um, he has spilled some clay on the floor and complains that it's slimy like snakes. And Karen is like, snakes are not slimy, they have scales. Which I absolutely would have been that kid. Yes, me too. <laughs> um, and Jackie points out that fish are slimy. Um, so Claudia breaks it up and Karen gets to work making a clay jungle.
3: Claudia explains that the clay is wet so that you can mold it more easily. But the important thing here is that the clay is not made of asbestos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that we know of. That we
0: know <laughs> of, yeah. I mean, Anne may think asbestos clay is still a great medium for kids to express themselves through. <laughs> Margot makes a statue of a person, which a nearby boy says looks like a hamburger. <laughs> Karen is such a fucking instigator. She's like, "That's not nice. You made Margot feel bad. Now she's going to cry, aren't you, Margot?" Margot
3: obediently starts to do the chin wobble. That's Karen. <laughs> yeah, I I love how Karen is just the boss of everyone, uh, and then um. Uh Jackie saves the day by saying it's hamburger man and Margot decides that this actually was part of her original vision. And yes. now he's gonna have um lettuce and tomato hat. Uh this is great. I would like to see hamburger man. Definitely. Yeah. Although it's I'm kind fun. of laughing at what he must have looked like originally when <laughs> he was recognizable as both a man and a hamburger.
0: Yeah, I'm fascinated and <laughs> uh, curious. Um So, yes, Karen is talking everyone through her clay jungle, and she says that sliming along on the floor of the jungle is a snake. And Jackie is like, hey, you said snakes aren't slimy. And Karen points out that saying he's sliming along is not the same thing as saying he's slimy, which I love. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That that
2: is how I would win that argument if I were her.
0: Yeah, same. (laughs) It's if she's using it as a verb,
3: it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) What does Karen do here precisely? What do we call this? Because um, she's describing her jungle and she's like oh it's basically alive and Claudia's like, like Karen
2: stop moving stop it yeah <laughs> stop creating life <laughs> yeah I mean I think- I think if we want to be very precise, it's letting her imagination run away with her. Uh, but she makes everyone what? else believe it as well. Because like, she's got powers. Some yes.
3: kind of mancy. What type of... <laughs> it's not necromancy. There's got to be a,
2: a spell. It shouldn't have just cast a minor illusion. Is mancy. clayomancy? Clayomancy slash casting a minor it's illusion. Not, it's mind control. It's, it's she, not clay-mancy. It's just Ooh. She's not making the clay alive. She's just like her strength of imagination affects the minds of the other children. Ah, so she just like rolled a 20 on her persuasion. Team. Yeah, she always does. Okay, <laughs> unless she's like trying to get away with something with adults. <laughs>
3: I'm trying to recall if we previously have had both child metaphysical entities in the same room before because Jackie obviously so. is the trickster but god so the, no
2: wonder they're like arguing this terminology This is the same or... power she used when she convinced all the children that aliens were yes. <laughs> and got banned from the uh, casual uh, recreational program at the at the park. Yeah. <laughs> anyway Claudia manages to shut down
3: (laughs) whatever that is whatever it is
2: Karen's
0: doing here (laughs) well amazingly by pointing out that they're gonna have to put all the clay models in the oven to bake them and obviously (laughs) Karen doesn't want to murder the life that she has just created (laughs) by uh, setting them on fire so Karen is like oh actually no
3: they were never alive it's fine (laughs) they weren't moving (laughs) Jackie Rudowski
2: was like I was pretty sure I saw the elephant's trunk move (laughs) I love how Claudia doesn't like it. it's a shame about your sculpture. I'm really sorry. What do you mean? We've got to glaze the sculptures, get them ready for the kiln, but we can't do that to your jungle. Are you kidding? Put a live tree and a live elephant and a live snake in an oven and fire them? <laughs> oh, I guess you can't do that. You know, the ball stop moving. <laughs> Another child would go, Wah! <laughs> oh, yeah. and would take
3: home this like massive unfired clay. <laughs> yeah. And the parents would be like, oh great. <laughs> this is gonna be in our house now
2: oh man did you, did you ever do that as a kid like uh, given clay and like make a coil pot or something with it but they absolutely had no way to fire it so you just sort of sat there and dried it until it crumbled Oh no that's <laughs> very sad yeah I don't know why but at least twice in my life that was the thing that I did that's huh. very annoying I think one of them was school and one of them was my like, aunt who did pottery stuff but uh, didn't have constant access to a kiln was just keeping us quiet with clay
0: Margot embellishes the hamburger man with bacon strips that's the end of the chapter <laughs> So next chapter, uh, Becca and Jessie are hanging out and talking about Danielle. And Becca is saying that sometimes the other kids talk about Danielle behind her back and say that she seems weird and stuff. There's just a hilariously like lampshady bit where Becca says after you get to know da- Danielle, you don't even think about her bald head or her medicine. You forget she has cancer. You don't think about diabetes every time you see
3: Stacy, do you? I get reminded about Stacey's diabetes every time a new plot arc starts. So yes, I think about it quite a lot, actually, yeah. Becca.
0: Fifty percent of the time, I think about her diabetes. Fifty percent of the time, I think about the fact she's from New
3: York.
2: <laughs> and then there's a small percentage where I think about the fact that her parents are divorced. Yeah, those are her. That's her personality. That's it.
3: Also, she's quite good at maths. Yeah, there are four elements, but some of them are more important <laughs> yeah. than others. Why do yeah. you ask, Becca? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Then they agree that at least the kids are just talking about Danielle behind her back and not to her face.
3: I don't know how I feel okay. about that. I think there is a lot of disapproval of people talking behind each other's backs, um, which makes a certain degree of sense. But also, I think practically speaking, you probably wouldn't want to know. No, fair. <laughs> um, it's just as a low bar. It like, is. It's a very low bar. But Jesse is determined that Becca acknowledges they have cleared it. Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, So they decide to get the three small girls together to play. So Danielle comes over and Charlotte comes over with her case of Barbies containing three beat up Barbie dolls, a jumble of clothing, a spool of thread, a yo-yo missing the string and a small flashlight and asked what the thread, the yo-yo and the flashlight were for. Charlotte merely shrugged and said, "It's stuff I need." <laughs> I love that. love that. Yes, this <laughs> I, is the most relatable and realistic of an eight-year-old that Charlotte has ever yeah. been. I yeah. do
2: like the glimpses of a real child we see in Charlotte occasionally. <laughs> yes,
0: I absolutely had an entire drawer full of stuff like that. Oh yeah, you never. I had a know. box
2: full of it that I called my MacGyver box because <laughs> it was the sort of stuff that MacGyver would like engineer a solution out of. Of course, nice.
0: So the girls play, they do lots of running around, um, hijinks ensue. And then Danielle gets worn out and kind of breathless. So she has to rest on the couch for a while. And Jessie freaks out. Uh, but Danielle insists that she's fine because she's brave and plucky and it's totally
3: fine. I was thinking as well, though, she probably is used to getting worn out. Yes. Um, like, Danielle is probably right here. She's just like, no, I want to I wanna run around for a while. And if that means that I'm eventually going to collapse and have to lie on a couch not that far off of standard kid operating yeah, yeah, no, it's principles fair. and
0: and the story bears that out like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like and then she dies because Jessie let her get tired out yes yeah. another book would do that fully yes absolutely <laughs> It's just, you know, it, it, it continues with the whole sort of inspiration porn thing. Oh, like, absolutely. Even when Danielle is, like, immobilized from crushing fatigue, she's still in a good mood. Yes. Like, does not get cranky or miserable or whiny or anything. Yeah. She's like, no, we shall play Barbies on my couch of sickness and it'll be fine.
3: <laughs> There's some very Victorian sensibilities going on here. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's fully... Um... The little princess territory. Yeah, or like what Katie
2: did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Learning to be a cheerful invalid. Exactly. Yes.
3: Mm. Having been a kind of unpleasant child before is it's a very weird character arc for um, <laughs> Katie in what yes. like, like Katie did. Yeah. Um, and yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so next chapter, um, Danielle calls up and says that her family are having a barbecue and Jessie and Becca and Charlotte are invited. We get some subtle, um, respectable poverty signaling because their lawn is kind of scraggy, but the flower beds are still in good order. Oh. Um, So, you know, they've been busy and they've been tired, but they're still like doing what matters.
3: They haven't lost their standards. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I didn't pick up on that at all. (laughs) It's that little boy in New York with the like the tragic apartment all over again yes with the 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 nice vases of dried flowers exactly covering up the patch no um I just thought oh they're they're, maybe their lawn has bad drainage or something nobody ever has a scraggy lawn in these books so like this is this is this is how you know things have been tough I guess the parents must do something other than embezzle and you know go to sex parties (laughs) I guess some of it is homeowners association (laughs) crap god
0: (laughs) oh my god, I just had a vision of Christy as an adult. Absolutely is the head of the Homeowners oh god. Association. Oh really <laughs> yeah. the place is iron fist. <laughs> um, so they turn up at the house. Uh, they play with Mr. Toes, the new kitten uh, who's on the cover. Um, Mr. Toes. Danielle a has a little brother called Greg who is a bit stressed out because Danielle is getting a lot of attention. And Jesse feels a bit bad for him and then jesse um thinks how much they need a vacation and if only there was some way that they could all go to disneyland
3: and that's just what this family needs because mm-hmm. it's what everyone needs all the time it's mm-hmm. disney world but yes i'm sorry these are very important distinctions.
0: i know they're different <laughs> things but on principle i refuse to remember the difference between yes. them
3: yes fuck Disney.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're both very far away and like I, I, it's like the way we
3: refuse to learn the difference between softball and baseball, and the other thing, rounders, <laughs> maybe the other the other game that uses a ball. I yeah. know there's one at least. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, that's fair. Yeah,
0: uh, it's, it's more effort than I'm willing to put into respecting this corporate identity. <laughs> it's fair <laughs> My ignorance
3: is praxis,
0: you guys. Uh huh. Boycott Disney. <laughs> um. So. Next day, um, Jessie decides to have everyone over for a weekend BSC meeting in her room, which is the first time they've ever done that. And she tidies up uh, in preparation, including dusting her collection of ceramic horses, which cracked me up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who among us doesn't dust a collection of ceramic horses before visitors come over?
3: I also liked her um, hoovering out the dust bunnies, which... uh, (laughs) Um, she was like they are as old as me well probably not but they have definitely been collecting since we moved in (laughs) yeah
0: yeah because the previous occupants were stacy's family who definitely got a maid into Hoover the dust bunnies (laughs) so everyone's volunteer work is going well christy still likes babies and stacy has become a relatable queen at the diabetes center and charmaine is now um Asking her all sorts of questions about the time she got in a diabetic coma.
3: If it's okay when Stacy does it, then it means <laughs> I can do it as well. Everyone came to the hospital and brought you presents, you
2: say. <laughs> oh, and you, you just got, you got better. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, cool.
0: And you were able to give your parents a piece of your mind and not get punished.
3: Uh-huh. Do you know, I wonder if this kind of reasoning is behind um, the whole, no, you still have to keep up with your homework even though <laughs> you're dying. Is it like, well, I want to get cancer because then I don't have to have... I don't have to do my homework which is not something real kids actually do but yeah. like perhaps the boomers writing this story are <laughs> like no you can't tell kids that they'll be able to stop doing homework even if they get sick actually that makes a ton of sense yes
0: <laughs> Mallory is having a great time at the park a kid gave her a bouquet of weeds <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's so cute. Which, I thought you were going to put an S. She's <laughs> like, wow.
0: The kids at the park are connected. This book's getting spicy. Yeah.
3: This is why they all hang out at the, the recreation facilities at the park. <laughs>
0: um, we then get a chapter of Dawn at the Baker Institute, which is the center for kids with physical disabilities. And um, I think for my money, this was the most inspiration porny chapter.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Oh, God, it was sickening.
0: Yeah. So all the kids are super talented. It's fine. It doesn't matter that they have disabilities because they can be useful in other ways.
2: They're exceptional. <laughs> also, the bus driver, she treats all of them the way you treat kids who aren't in wheelchairs or wearing braces. Oh my god, she's a woke queen. Like yeah, yeah that's the fucking idea. Guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> other than providing them the like what they need so that they can like like thinking accessibility and stuff that that's, just, that's about it. That's the idea. Yep, they are just kids. So
0: Dom's made friends with a girl called Kendra, who says yo instead of hello.
3: So that's how you know that she's plucky. Oh, I thought that was just how you knew that um, Anne is uh, down with the kids.
1: I, <laughs> I <laughs> mean <laughs> that, that too. <laughs> down with the kids.
3: <laughs> yes, like, yo, has- you say. She says thoughtfully, writing it in a notebook. How do you spell that? <laughs> Y-E-O-U-G-H
0: (laughs) Y-E-A-U-X Kendra has a subversive brother who answers the phone with yo the Bogdanovs and their parents are not allowed to know that he does this because obviously like the breakdown of society etc etc
2: yeah they will definitely find out I (laughs) I have have to say the kids across the road from me when they were like small they were taught to answer the phone and they did it exactly as they were taught which was like this so I was taught to ask the phone as well. Like I would say hello and the other person would say hello and say who they were. And I'd be like, I'll get my mammy now. And it was fine. But they were taught to say, hello, who's speaking? Who do you want to speak to? <laughs> what? I'm assuming that they were taught that they should ask who's speaking and also ask who they want to speak to. But they interpreted this as, hello, speaking. Who do you want to speak to? Every time they picked up the phone. I was like eight or nine and I was just like, you know, that's wrong, right? I was like the kid my age is like a year or two younger and i'm like that's that's not how you answer the phone like have you ever heard an adult say that on the phone no you have not you can just say hello it's fine (laughs) i don't think she wanted to like get in trouble so she didn't do that but like i was just like your parents have taught you incorrectly i'm sorry
0: i can i can deeply relate to your experience of being upset that someone else is doing it wrong and they're not listening when you explain to them that they're doing it wrong i'm a little bit upset just hearing about this (laughs) i know
2: it's really an did you kid to do? Yeah. Like just teach them to say hello. And then when the other person says who they are, they have to say, okay, I'll get my mommy or my daddy, and that's fine.
3: My dad would sometimes answer the phone kind of half jokingly, um, in Hong Kong with why, which is uh the it's like pronto, it's yeah. the yeah. phone answering word. It's okay, not quite cool. hello. Uh, and then they would assume he spoke Cantonese and they oh. would speak Cantonese to him, and he'd have to be like, no, 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 actually no. <laughs> Yes, if only there was something he could have done differently to prevent that outcome. I remember this happening once or twice, but maybe he didn't do it that often. Maybe I just was there like, Daddy, what have you done?
2: (laughs) To be fair, that's hilarious. (laughs) It's pretty funny. (laughs) Like, oh no, I fucked up.
0: (laughs) So, yes, Don is having fun with these talented uh, kids with disabilities. Um, Again, the pluckiness levels are off the chart here. They're
3: tragic geniuses.
0: They're tragic geniuses. They're all all just so plucky and they never get cranky or sad. It's fine. They're all exceptional and they're all going to be in the Paralympics one day. Then Dawn ponders which illness is worse to have, uh, leukemia or cystic fibrosis or cerebral palsy or what. Um, Then... The teacher tells Don that muscular dystrophy is a progressive disease which gets worse. And Don nods her head soberly.
2: And then that's not really explained what that means. So it's fine, you guys. But at least she's like, "I then I was when I realised how silly it was for me to compare the children. I'm like, yes, yes, that's true. At least that explicitly kind of called that out, but still. But mm-hmm. still, yes.
0: Uh, yeah, Anne wants you to know that this is very serious and sad, but she also does not want to deal with... The repercussions out, of
1: you know, being serious. What that actually means.
0: There is no mention of the possibility of death. No. At no, all. No. No. There's there's one very late on, but not in this
2: chapter. It's like, no, it just gets worse. I mean. Dot, dot, dot.
1: All
0: mm-hmm. it, yeah.
2: That's what mosquito And even for the leukaemia, it's like, I hope I get to graduate and go to middle school. Yes. It does not explain what the alternative is. Yes. Yeah, it's never spelled out. <laughs> they, they might just make you repeat
0: fifth grade forever. Mm hmm. Well, well I mean, actually, yes. This is only Brooks
1: so.
3: though. <laughs> True. Actually, no oh. one's graduating from elementary school ever. Jesus. I hope though that like oh, she's no. allowed to go into remission.
1: <laughs> oh, <no>. She
0: doesn't just
3: <laughs> get stuck at this point in her recovery. It's forever. Like, you
0: forever. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, just like Claudia is always freshly bereaved. It's like it just goes on like that. And her leg is never gonna fully heal this is this is
3: dark you guys
0: and, <laughs> and you did a bad thing
3: <laughs>
0: so next um jesse's back at the kids club and the kids are hyper because they had eye tests this morning <laughs> and is like oh i remember Or sorry jesse it's like oh yeah i remember what it was like to get hyper because you had an eye test you-
2: nothing fun ever happened in this town, but look at their community centre and all these programmes so you can be in. Constant baby parades. There is, there is, however, nothing like getting off school in school. Yes. And oh, that's yeah, no. They had an ITS that morning and an assembly that afternoon. There was a, Those were two things, neither of which were doing maths.
3: <laughs> I suppose so. Uh, we, we had regular assemblies and like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess it's a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, well, okay, we yeah. almost never.
2: We had prayers oh, yeah. in the assembly hall every morning. <laughs>
0: We, we compromised because it was a Protest, protestant school we had prayers once a week
2: every morning we did a decade of the rosary and jesus announced the like solo for sorrowful mysteries or the joyful mysteries or i think there might have been another set of mysteries
1: I have <laughs> intermediate every mysteries
2: morning five sorrowful <laughs> mysteries five joyful mysteries i think with maybe it was one a day and you got the cumulative five over the course of a week i don't know and uh, yeah just real catholic Yeah, we sang Jesus Wants Me for a
0: Sunbeam, accompanied by a very little Presbyterian lady on the piano. Now that sounds like it
3: brings up the specter of child death. (laughs) It does, doesn't it? You know, if Jesus wants you for a sunbeam, there's not much he can do. You just gotta go. (laughs)
2: Yeah, no, we just you know, focused on the very adult (laughs) tragedies of no, no. The my spill was very multi denominational. So the stations of the cross as well. yeah no and you know it was just that the headmaster was very catholic um he was a lovely lovely man I actually adored him but like yeah he was very like just devoutly religious and
3: i thought the point of the stations of the cross was that everybody in your rural area comes round to your house and you you do some religion and then you'd eat some cake and yeah, gossip. But how are you meant to remember them if
2: your headmaster doesn't recite them for you every morning though from the age of six onwards in, in fairness i know fuck all about this because <laughs> we were required because they
3: didn't yeah because um, different teachers were required to kind of do party pieces, and sometimes it'd be just like, oh, I'm reading a bit out of this kid-friendly book or whatever, but one of our um, head teachers, uh, one of my teachers actually from third class was really good juggler. Oh, nice. (laughs) And somebody was... Uh, one of the teachers was reading a, a story where he's describing a person juggling in it and they got Mr. Atkinson in and they're like, okay, you have to do the thing that's happening. So it's like, okay. And then he was, you know, he was juggling away and he had three balls. And then he had a fourth ball and a fourth ball got thrown ah. in. And then he started doing this thing where he, um, he put his hands over the ball. So it looked like he was grabbing them out of thin air and Mr. Atkinson kind of goes, oh, and then he starts doing <laughs> it. <laughs> oh my God. We were all extremely. Okay, that's really fantastic. Cool. And then you got out the hymn books, right? And then we got it. No, there were no hymns. Actually, there were some. There was some stuff that was adjacent <laughs> to hymns, but not like. Oh, there were too many like Hindu and Buddhist kids at my yeah. school to be doing that. But you could sing like um, "Amazing Grace," but yeah, that that was about as close. We as We had it all goes.
2: the prayers <clears> in English, and then we had them all in Irish as well. But nobody ever told me what they were, mm. and we hadn't done this at my old school. And we were just there, and I was just listening to. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And later I realized it was the Hail Mary in Irish. Uh, ah. I was just like repeating syllables for several years. Okay. Ago. So they're, they're hyper. Cause they had,
3: they went and sang hymns.
2: <laughs> and someone I told them. Another myopia
3: diagnosis. Yes. <laughs> they did the stations of the cross and they're all in a good mood. <laughs> <And> nobody juggled.
0: <laughs> Um. so Danielle comes in and announces that she got her wish and they are going to Disney World and Woo. she tells everyone how amazing it's going to be and how awesome it's going to be she presents them with a book about Disney World a guide to the Magic Kingdom and Epcot Center then they talk about which rides are good Disney World you guys it's so good yeah, um, yeah. and also Danielle's hair has started growing back through sheer pluckiness I think <laughs>
3: We did four hours in Disneyland, Hong Kong, um, in August and we nearly died (laughs) (laughs) and she's going away for four days or three days. I'm like, good, good luck to you. It's a lot. (laughs) So
0: meanwhile, the kids are making goodie baskets to send to the older people at Stony Brook Manor. Um, but they're not really sure what old people like.
3: Um, what they like is for teams of children to come and quiz them about whether their house is haunted. <laughs> That's their preferred thing. They're
2: very into that because they'll wind them up to hell
3: and back. It enables them to die happy. <laughs> uh, Mr. Katz doesn't seem to be aware of this, so the kids, the kids are making baskets of popcorn instead.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, they, they wonder if the popcorn will be a problem because some of the old people don't have teeth. And Danielle is like, it's fine. Some of them have their teeth. <laughs> I like that Nikki is like roll ups, like disgusting stuff, like caviar. <laughs> yes, I I love the idea of them getting a basket of popcorn and caviar.
3: <laughs> you don't need teeth for caviar, so it's fine. It sounds very Williams Sonoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, artisanal yes. popcorn for like twenty nine dollars a bag. <laughs>
0: So the kids are so busy having fun with Danielle and talking about how amazing Disney World is that a popcorn machine explodes and the
3: hilarity ensues. I was certain that this was going to be another excuse for like Jesse at this chapter um, to watch like Danielle cleaning up popcorn and going, God, she's so brave the way she <laughs> does an activity.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: I and mean, thankfully they just end the chapter there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's implied. We can infer that Danielle cleaned up the, the uh, popcorn in a very brave way. Yes. So the next chapter, basically to shoehorn Jessie's POV into something that really doesn't involve her at all, <laughs> Jessie brings Becca and Charlotte over to Danielle's house to help her pack for Disney World.
1: <laughs> this is, like,
0: very contrived.
2: Yeah. Also, I can imagine if I was trying to pack an entire family of kids for a trip to Disney World that was fairly short notice, the last thing I would want would be extra children in the house. Oh, my
3: God. Danielle is nine. My eldest is eight. I would not allow him to pack his own bag. Maybe I should. Um, but I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, it would be chaotic. It would, be chaotic. <laughs> he
2: would he not have the house? stuff that he needs. Eight, no, Danielle no. does a bad job of packing. At around yeah, eight, nine, I was packing my own bag mm. with an awful lot of Put out on the bed what you're bringing. You need clean underwear for every day. We're there for three nights. That's three mornings, you're going to need clean underwear and socks for. It's going to be sunny. So pack shorts and t-shirts. You're going to need so pack. Yeah. No, not the ones with the holes in them. We're going to be out and being Mm. seen by other people. That was how I did my own packing at eight or nine. (laughs) And I did it. But like I needed that level of. Yeah, guidance. You don't just give an eight-year-old a bag to pack.
3: I'm now recalling that I definitely packed like 20 Babysitters Club books for
2: one <laughs> trip. Yeah, you
0: yeah. were sensible. I Danielle think put has... them in
3: uh, order as well.
0: <laughs> Danielle has initially packed two suitcases of nothing but toys, and <laughs> um, yes, her mother and Jessie need to sort of talk <laughs> her through how to do a better job. Um, she's very excited to eat scrambled eggs on the plane, and Charlotte says maybe you'll have something more delicious than eggs. Maybe you will eat French toast in the sky, <laughs> which is the title of my upcoming album. <laughs> uh, Becca has just gone full like Disney cultist and is chanting, Mickey, Minnie, Donald,
3: Goofy, Tigger. It's unsettling. That yeah. is, yeah,
2: <laughs> concerning. Like, <laughs> I was imagining Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Tigger. As, <laughs> as opposed say, to weird cultist vibes it does say chanted that is, just a chan- saying. that is also chanted it's just not chanted ominously mm-hmm. well I think you know it's open to interpretation yeah. by the reader I mean it is I, I just think you know I just was contrasting how we had each envisioned it
1: mm-hmm.
2: well I'm not saying I'm right you have your reading is all I'm saying I'm just saying <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I skipped this entirely because I read this in like
3: 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't what I know which do is
0: correct <laughs> so we then get like a bunch of postcards from danielle telling us that disney world is the best place ever she's having the best time ever everything's amazing they ate pancakes and sausages in the sky um and that also her brother threw up on the plane
3: and it's disgusting yay i quite like the sequence of breathless postcards here (laughs) yeah it's it's cute um these books are good when they do epistolary yes
2: Basically, Disney World is the happiest place on earth. I like, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, there were the people who are going to fix it, things so that me and my family get to go to the t- head of every line. No waiting. Mommy says at this rate, we'll get to go on every ride twice. She looks tired.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Even though they are getting to skip the queue, which, you know, good. <laughs> that
1: yes.
0: Yeah. Um. Yes. So the Roberts has come back. Uh, Danielle makes a triumphant return. She's brought everyone presents Uh, Anne wants us to know what kind of awesome merch you can bring home from Disney World. Um, So detailed. I know. It's so detailed. Yeah. Next chapter is another kids club meeting. Um, Miss Simon is coming back. Yes, she's already back in town, but she's taking her time getting involved with school and the club again because it takes a little while to adjust to being on the outside. She still has an ankle
3: bracelet on. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like a tracker. (laughs) So...
0: (laughs) jesse is planning to surprise the kids by showing them how to make christmas wreaths from coat hangers and tissue paper i would say something snarky about how that's not a very exciting surprise but again these kids lost their shit over having eye tests so
3: (laughs) the bar is low in december they could make wreaths to decorate stony brook manor the hospital and any other place they could think of like you should get some permission from these places
0: Yeah, I'm just picturing their parents being like, oh my God, there's damaged wire hangers everywhere. Where are my hangers? <laughs> and just shreds of tissue paper. Also, wild that she's teaching them to make Christmas wreaths when it's not December. Like, you do that craft in December. Yeah, they you will have, have forgotten it by December. Yeah.
3: Maybe December is never going to come.
2: I mean, yeah. It's I mean, Christmas will come, but not December.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Danielle is not at the meeting, and... Wendy says that she's heard Danielle is back in the hospital again. Um, Becca and Charlotte get very upset, and Mr. Katz, rather than handling this in any way, lets Jesse take them outside to like talk them down. She's a cool older sister because she has the girls sit on a windowsill in the bathroom, even though they're not allowed, and she promises she'll take the fall if they get caught, <laughs> which is very cute. Yeah. So they say that they're upset and that they don't want Danielle to be sick and they don't want her to die and Jessie is like neither do I let's think positive so
2: no in fact she's not she's like neither do I unfair things happen all the time like racism diabetes divorce <laughs> <laughs> war isn't fair but these things happen and then we have to deal with them <laughs> I mean yeah I guess I mean, like, yes, but like maybe give them 10 minutes to emote first <laughs> I mean that was what the thrill of sitting on the windowsill was meant to I guess to get yeah.
0: Was just, yeah yeah I, I,
2: I can't fault Jessie <laughs>
0: for her. no because yeah. she's 11 i'm just faulting anne because yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah i yes. just didn't do a very good job writing this scene <laughs> or this book so when jesse goes home she wants to call danielle and ask her how she's doing but her mom thinks that's not a great idea but that totally jesse should call danielle's parents um who do not want to talk to jesse unsurprisingly <laughs> um but jesse is feeling che- cheered up so she writes a letter to danielle which one of you guys can read because i can't fucking read that cursive. <laughs>
3: Uh, I don't think that her the parents refused to talk I think she just gets the six year old instead and she grills
0: him. Oh, it's great <laughs> yeah. I thought it was the dad that no, no, didn't no, want no, to talk no, no, okay. no. Uh, so, that yes. makes so much more sense I thought it was like her dad was at home like crying and drinking and Jesse dragged him away to the phone and was like hi and he was like I, I
3: can't deal with your feelings right now <laughs> It makes so much more sense that it's the little brother. She's yeah, to. The, the little brother informs her that um, Danielle is in for tests because she wasn't feeling well. Okay. Um, thank you. Okay. All right. Let's see. Can I, will I do this? Go for it. Uh, she wrote a cheerful note to Danielle, which ended by saying Everybody misses you, especially me and Becca and Charlotte and Mr. Katz. And Wendy, like I said, everyone misses you and we're thinking about you. We hope you come home soon. Becca wants to play with Mr. Toes again and with you too, of course, not just the cat. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I hope you aren't too bored in the hospital. If you are, try to unbore yourself. <laughs> Do you want some crossword puzzle books, Monsieur Jesse? Uh, <laughs> Danielle's <being> like, <laughs> uh, I don't want, I don't, I can't fucking read this
0: because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm nine. <laughs> I have leukemia. I'm not dealing with cursive on top of that. <laughs> yeah. Also, try to unbore yourself is a Charlotte Johansson level of like helpful life advice. It yeah. It's, it's
2: yeah. have you tried not being bored?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so then Danielle responds, um, saying that um, she was bored, but the letter unbored her. So it's fine. And her mom is still making her do her homework in the hospital. Uh, she's going to be in the hospital for a while, but she feels helpless because one of her wishes came true already i eat disney world and so maybe the other one will too mommy and daddy say think positively so i do and Jessie wishes that the wish will come true and that's the end of the book yep. Yay! yep I- so everyone is just secreting this real hard i think <laughs>
3: yeah um, yeah um i was like you're just gonna leave it there yeah. Okay. Yep. And then I was like, well, okay, it's actually quite fair for a kid's book to mimic real life where things take a long time to develop. True. But also, I was like, where's my closure?
0: Yes, <laughs> it's an absolute cop out. Like, and just doesn't have to decide anything today. It's fine.
3: I read a detective novel a while ago where um which involved a child abduction which was not resolved by the end of the book. Ah, that's wrong. It was wrong. I was absolutely furious and I did buy the next book so that I could find out what happened and then I was like, I feel really cheated though because this is a this is a rule that has been broken. Yeah. Also, those they the whole series was a massive buzzkill. <laughs> oh, no. So I I eventually like um, I eventually gave up on it, <laughs> but I, I read loads of them and I hated it the whole way through.
0: <laughs> I once read like a YA novel that partway through the protagonist's little sister like got out of the house and went missing. And I'm pretty sure the author just forgot to resolve that plot. Oh, like, no! The chapter is like the big sister like runs around the house and like goes looking for her sister and freaks out and is like, oh no, I'm going to be in so much trouble. I hope my sister isn't dead. And then she like deals with her angst by like making out with a hot boy from school. And then her parents come home and find them making out on the bed and she gets in trouble. And then no one ever mentions the little <laughs> sister again. And clearly <laughs> the author just forgot.
1: Whoopsies.
0: Yeah. Amazing. And I, I'm not sure the sequel was ever published, so I never got to find out what happened. <laughs> um, This book has so little fashion. The Bald Beautiful t-shirt
3: is doing a lot of heavy lifting.
0: The Bald Beautiful t-shirt mm. is basically, yes, it, it's all Danielle wears because that's how you know she's plucky. The anti-glitter conspiracy continues. Marianne is not allowed to wear tight jeans or shirts with a lot of glitter.
2: I mean, maybe they just don't want a lot of glitter in their house, which is valid. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's crafting. But movies. it does seem like it is just too stylish and teenager-y for yeah. uh, their precious little 11 year old to wear. It's too exciting. Yeah. <laughs>
3: they will get overstimulated. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, Marianne will be bouncing off the walls if she has like some flippy sequins on her top.
3: She might be looking things up in the encyclopedia again. <laughs> we don't know what she'd find.
0: Uh, Stacey dresses in really chilly clothing, such as leggings, cowboy boots, hats, short skirts, a lot of black, etc.
3: She wears garments, you guys. Oh my god! Ah, oh, garments. Yes. <laughs>
0: That's, that's just a list of different clothes those are yeah. clothes well there's the baffling cowboy boots again yeah I guess they were just really cool I, I guess it's really mm. weird that we've just memory hold this <laughs> uh, Claudia's clothes are similar to Stacy's but if Claudia were to offer a fashion tip it would be accessorised to the max she certainly follows her own advice wearing tons of hats belts boots jewellery she makes a lot of the jewellery and hair ornaments how many hats can one wear at a time <laughs>
3: her with like seven hats (laughs) I feel like you know she probably tried that but maybe didn't leave the house in it like absolutely one of these girls would have tried wearing multiple hats at the same time
0: Janine said something devastating (laughs) God went fuck you Janine you don't understand fashion
3: but she took off six hats (laughs) (laughs) Janine to the rescue again (laughs) yeah yeah
0: And that's literally all the fashion in this book. That is sparse. That mm-hmm. is very sparse. This was an issue book, you guys. It's too serious for fashion to happen.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. I hope yeah. the next book is a fashion book. I mean, we've had uh, issue books with fashion in before, but I think it was like Stacy being um, yeah. like, POV, so yeah. Stacy being diabetic, there's still time for fashion. Yeah. You
3: guys, I just... I need a mystery. I need there to be a possible supernatural entity. I can't be dealing with like
2: we need a go s- business the whole time. Yeah. And the really boring repetitive stuff that we do. No, keep that's where we kind of need
0: go- We we need yeah.
2: We need oh, something to um, get our teeth into.
0: Let me see. What is our next book? Oh, drive by
3: Is everyone terrible this time? Uh, oh, God, I can't even remember. Is anyone being terrible? Um, Anne. Whatever Mrs. Simons did is presumably terrible. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Anne's lack of research is not great, uh, but she has she definitely, as you say, um, <laughs> phoned in certain yeah. elements of this. Uh, I think everybody is being nice, unrealistically nice. Yeah. In some cases. Um, uh, the Disney Corporation is terrible. Yes. Yes. We knew that already. Yes, not in this book, just in real in life. General, in yeah. general, <laughs> yeah, for many, many reasons.
0: <laughs> Our next book is going to be number forty-nine, Claudia and the Genius of Elm Street, and I do have some good news for you, Karen. The next book after that is going to be another mystery. Oh my god! Um, so there is hope. Can I make it that far? <laughs> I think you can It could um, be six months at this rate Yes that's Yes. Um, actually yes Heads up We're going on a bit of a hiatus I'm pulling a Mrs. Pike And having a little hysterectomy As a treat So We're <laughs> going to be taking a break From recording and releasing For a little while uh, We will be back When We are back We don't know when that will be In the meantime Hit us up on the social We are not on Twitter anymore We're free And you can't make us go back uh, we are on instagram at the podcast at dawn's house you can drop us an email at the podcast at dawn's house at gmail.com and we also have a Kofi. and in the meantime i want you all to keep an open mind have diverse tastes expose yourself to new influences read a
3: mule book once in a time
0: no read a mule book once in a while you guys <laughs>
3: that once in a time was just an extra old timey way of being inspirational (laughs) but I I guess I think
2: it's a mule book you know read yourself a (laughs) mule book once Once in a time time.
3: (laughs) and in some as Esther said earlier Anne did a bad thing (laughs)